welcome to left, right and centre. The exit polls are out and they show the BJP winning two of the three northeastern states, Tripura and Nagaland, to stay with the BJP, the NPP, to emerge as the single largest party in Meghalaya. That's what the polls are saying. All eyes have been on these exit polls for these three northeastern states, Nagaland, Tripura and Meghalaya, two of whom voted today. And let's go across to Ankit. These states really are small in size, but they have huge political relevance and huge political stakes with all of those disclaimers uh, that we <laughs> want to put out right away about exit polls. What are the polls saying right now in the poll of polls? What's the verdict? Well, let me first start by uh, telling our viewers, NDTV is not doing any exit poll. We are only uh, sitting here telling you what other, in fact, news agencies and channels are putting out as their exit poll. And then we'll tell you what is the mean, the poll of poll, the average as far as these polls are concerned. The big picture, 2023, the kick, it's kick-starting the entire election season with these three election states, Tripura, Nagaland, Meghalaya. Tripura has already voted. Today was the turn of Meghalaya and Nagaland. And uh, the polls, at least today, what they are suggesting at this moment uh, is that, uh, as Sarah told you, the Bharatiya Janata Party seems to be coming back in power as far as... Uh, uh, Tripura is concerned, a very, very important state and a closely watched fight because whatever happens in Tripura will have a resonance in Assam and uh, West Bengal as well. And of course, the larger picture of 2024. Meanwhile, in Nagaland, it seems that it is going to be a comfortable victory uh, for the Bharti Janata Party, the ruling alliance. The BJP, though, is only fighting okay. the 20 seats, the 40-20 ratio between the alliance partner, the local party there, of course, the leading, uh, you know, the alliance partner. Meanwhile, uh, in Meghalev, this is where the, uh, the best hopes as far as the TMC is concerned. Uh, in fact, the TMC, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is hoping that it would be able to make big inroads as far as uh, uh, Meghalaya is concerned. But let's uh, first give you some numbers. Uh, the numbers, in fact, uh, for Meghalaya, this is the poll of the polls that you are seeing at this moment on your screens. Out of the 60 seats, the BJP uh, and the, uh, the majority mark is 31. NPP seems to be the single largest party with 20 seats uh, that the NPP is expected to win uh, as far as the poll of polls are concerned. So far, there are three uh, news agencies which have conducted this poll. India Today, Times Now and Z Media, those three, uh, in fact, news agencies suggest that the NPP is going to be the single largest party. And uh, meanwhile, uh, the BJP and NPP, which were in an alliance, uh, uh, you know, in the last election, but fought the election uh, separately, uh, that, uh, in fact, seems to be... Uh, for the Bharatiya Janata Party, uh, it won't be, uh, uh, the, gov the government will only be formed uh, with both these alliance partners coming in together. Uh, meanwhile, uh, if you look at the graph of the Congress Party, which was 21 in the last uh, assembly election, uh, the Congress Party uh, lost all its legislators to the TMC, and then some others went to other political parties. The Congress seems to be getting six down 15 uh, apart from that, the TMC is uh, the party which is making some inroads, big inroads, as far as uh, uh, Meghalaya is concerned. Uh, with, uh, uh, but uh, it, it still 
far away as far as the majority is concerned. So the mean for the TMC, the average for the TMC is 11 seats for the NPP, 20, uh, 17 to others. They might play a very, very important role as far as the elections are concerned. Meanwhile, the BJP and the Congress, two national parties, not getting much as far as both these states, at least Meghalaya, is concerned. So, Sarah, that is going to be a very, very interesting election to, and on second, the result to watch out for. But let's now talk about Tripura, the other big state where the Bharatiya Janata Party uh, was in power. The BJP was hoping to make a comeback as far as Tripura is concerned. They had to change their chief minister uh, just six months before the elections. And then, of course, the big factor of the left and uh, a Congress coming together, arc rivals. Uh, the Congress and the left have been at loggerheads for the last 25 years in the state of Tripura, this time coming together, and then the X factor of Tripura Mota. So what does the numbers suggest at this moment? Uh, so the poll of polls at least gives a majority uh, to the Bharatiya Janata Party. 35 is what the poll of polls suggest. Out of the three polls, there is only one which is uh, showing the BJP a little less uh, than the majority mark. Rest everybody taking it over the majority mark of 31 out of the 60 seats. So, uh, it, it, you know, the, and the, the news, the bad news for the Congress continues. Zero, a not for the Congress party as far as uh, Tripura is concerned. They're fighting only 13 seats in alliance with the uh, left parties. The left parties are down from their performance. Uh, at least the poll of polls will show you that. But the big factor, uh, Tripura Mota, though performing well, but in the end, might the BJP may not need any help as far as Tripura is concerned. M Nagaland, the third state, uh, that poll of polls suggests that the Bharatiya Janata Party, along with its alliance partner, is coming back to power uh, with a comfortable majority. In fact, they're increasing uh, their vote share and this number of seats. The Congress getting a few seats uh, there. The NPF uh, uh, is also expected to get a few seats, but a clear majority as far as uh, the, uh, uh, the BJP alliance is concerned All in right. the state of Nagaland. Ankit, hold on. Let's just quickly go across to the big story coming out of Tripura. And we have the Deputy Chief uh, Minister of Tripura, Jishnu Dev Varma, joining us. Mr. Varma, first and foremost, uh, Tripura exit polls. Thank you so much for taking out the time uh, to join us. I'm sure you've taken a look at these exit polls. And they're predicting a BJP comeback, actually a historic uh, repeat of that historic uh, win. Um, uh, your reactions, how are you all uh, feeling right now? Is that a question to me? Yes, sir. Oh, good evening. Uh, we have seen the exit polls and your poll of polls. And uh, it shows that the BGP is coming to power on its own. And we are winning these elections on the strength of our work and the work we have done in the rural sector and the urban sector in the last five years, despite of the COVID pandemic. And people have reposed their faith once again in BGP and development. Sir, so, uh, what I want to understand from you, uh, I mean, as uh, we keep saying that this, uh, the exit polls come with a caution. Uh, as far as uh, uh, the Tripura, uh, the state is concerned, important for the Bharatiya Janata Party, multiple rallies by the Prime Minister as well. There seems to be, at least in the tribal areas, a massive inroads, that massive inroads that has been made by the Tripura Mota Party. You may not need support, but <laughs> if there is, because at least one exit poll, the Times now doesn't give you a clear majority. If there is a scenario where it is a hung assembly, 
Are you open to an alliance with uh, Pradyut Kishore Dev Barman because you tried to get him in the fold even before the elections as well? Let me tell you one thing, that we are going to come well over 40. And looking at exit polls, we don't decide alliances. We don't decide alliances looking at exit polls. And we'll be above 40. And second thing is that this is a very intriguing election where the left and the Congress tied up. And it was a non-starter from the beginning. And then came the Diplomotha, uh, which has a very limited appeal among the tribals and they have made a road is nothing new earlier cpm is to get about 19 20 seats of the uh, st constituencies so this time the has replaced them that's all and uh, according to your alliance because one channel has shown a little less i think that is too early to say looking at exit polls we can't decide on alliances but aren't you and worried, very very sure aren't you worried the bjp the bjp and the prime minister is making such a strong pitch i mean if you look at the larger picture for 2024 as far as the tribal vote is concerned uh, we saw the prime minister in fact specifically appealing to the tribal voters to vote for the bjp we have the, the first woman tribal absolutely president the this president uh, you know this is something that the bjp has been talking about aren't you worried if you are not able to reach across, your policies are not able to, uh, the message is not able to go across to the tribal voters of Tripura, don't you see that it will have an impact uh, nas uh, nationally as well as far as the tribal votes are concerned, sir? <coughs> see, the tribal voters, there is always a space for regional party in Tripura. There is a space for regional parties in Tripura and uh, a regional party in Tripura is not something very new. We have seen regional parties come and go by the dozens. They don't last because they are demand-based parties. How long this experiment will last, I don't know. Eventually, as far as I know and my experience in politics, eventually everyone will come under the development umbrella because the tribal areas require speedy development. They require more power in the ADC. And in our manifesto, we have said that the, you know, uh, ADC area should be more developed, more speedily developed, more power should be given to these six scheduled areas. So there's nothing left that, that we have not decided for the, uh, what to say, our indigenous people. Hmm. And BGP always takes along everyone in the development. That's why the Prime Minister appeals to indigenous people to come and walk with us on the road to development. Hmm. And he has inspired a lot of them. All right, Mr. Varma, I just want to uh, ask you, when you accepted graciously our congratulations based on these exit polls, you said the BJP is uh, doing well on its own. So what happens to your alliance with the IPFT, which uh, you've gone into the elections with them, but you definitely needed them in the past term to cushion you to make sure we don't have any defections. What happens now? Let me tell you, that we never ditch our alliance partners. It doesn't matter how much influence or, you know, uh, influence they have or what vote-catching power they have. They are our alliance partners. We have given them five seats and let us have a look at the outcome. And so after that, we will decide. And But they are with us and uh, future cause of uh, action will be decided after a second. Uh, sir, you know, uh, I, I also wanted to very quickly, sir, just two uh, quick questions. Uh, one, I wanted to ask you, do you think that Tipra Motha's entire campaign 
very aggressive campaign for our greater Tipra land, it has somewhere has uh, you know has an impact on the other voters, the especially the Bengali speaking voters, the counter consolidation that has helped the BJP to perform better in other, in fact, seats other than the tribal areas. Uh, do you think that has worked in your favour? See, we don't uh, believe in the concept of polarization. And BGP, I have been with the BGP for a very long time, and we have not ever thought of building vote banks. We have always think that, you know, votes should be given on the basis of the work the government does. And this is the first time in Tripura that the voters have seen that every minister gave his, his or her report card. The government gave the report card. All departments gave the report cards. This is the first time in Tripura that elections have been fought in such a transparent and, you know, such effective manner. So there's no question of, you know, they're polarizing and we are gaining for counter-polarization. It's not that. The election results, as per the exit polls, <coughs> are a clear reflection of the work that we have done in the last five years, despite of COVID and the people's, you know, satisfaction with our work. that okay. we have been able to do good work and we have been able to make delivery to the last mile. Okay, so if the exit poll uh, turn out to be true on March 2nd, uh, who's going to be the chief minister? Who's going to be your boss? Or are you going to be the boss and somebody else is going to be the deputy chief minister? Because the BJP has so far not announced who is going to be the chief minister of Tripura come May, March 2nd if the results hold. If the BJP has not announced, how, how do you expect me to announce on NDTV? I'm only expecting, what is your expectation, sir? I'm only hoping that you would be able to shed some light on what the party is thinking no, no. at this moment. Is, is Dr. Manik Saha going to no. continue as the chief minister? The whole concept is that people don't understand the BGP. We work for the party and for a certain method of working and making last mile delivery. This is what we work for, not to become chief ministers or deputy chief ministers. All of us work together with one thing, single aim, that the party must win and win on our development achievements. And so Thank it you, is Mr. inconsequential who becomes chief minister. Thank you, okay. Mr. Vamho, taking out the time. Enjoy your evening and uh, soak in those uh, exit poll results and hopefully they uh, don't change for uh, you and your party on uh, counting day. Thanks so much. Of course, that's the reaction, Ankit. We've heard so many times uh, every election. But, but uh, Ankit, I just want to quickly say, as we look at these uh, exit poll results, we've been talking about how these are so important because they're setting the tone for the 2024 Lok Sabha elections. But I want to just touch upon the one uh, factor that we think really stands out about the Northeast, that hopefully this will also set the tone uh, for these all these assembly elections that are coming up this year. And, of course, the 2024 elections, and I'm talking about the voter turnout. Consistently, no break from the past. We've seen a, a fabulous voter turnout, 82% in Nagaland. 74 in Meghale. And expect this to, uh, in fact, uh, grow up a bit because the consolidation will happen. Uh, you know, even in Tripura, the final numbers, they also add the numbers of uh, the postal ballot. So you mm. will see a slight, uh, you know, uh, increment as far as these numbers are concerned because these numbers are till 5 p.m. And usually in these states, there are a lot of people post 4 p.m. who are still inside the polling booth and casting their vote. So it will expect the numbers to go up as far as uh, uh, these uh, numbers are concerned. That's a very, very healthy and at least something that North India...
should also learn from the Northeast, uh, the high water turnout in those states. All right, should we shift focus now, shift gears to the other big story? We want to touch upon uh, that also. That is, of course, the fact that Delhi's Deputy Chief Minister, Manisha Sodia, will now be in CBI custody till the 4th of March for questioning. That on the orders of a Delhi court, a CBI court. He was arrested yesterday, that's on Sunday, in connection with alleged corruption in the now withdrawn liquor policy of Delian is now going to be in the CBI um, uh, headquarters in the custody of the CBI for the next four days. So this is a big blow uh, as far as uh, the Amadmi party is concerned, a huge blow to the party. The number two as far as the party is concerned uh, now in the CBI custody till 4th March. Uh, very quickly, in fact, uh, let's just tell our viewers what all happened today. The Amadmi party came out in uh, huge numbers to protest, not only just in Delhi, but in other places as well. Uh, key points uh, as far as the alleged liquor scam is concerned, the CBI investigating the kickbacks to the tune of 30 crore rupees and the draft note uh, which was recovered from the computer of Mr. Sisodia, uh, which, uh, was, uh, it, which shows the profit margin clause was changed from 5% to 12%. So all those points uh, are being, in at this moment, uh, being investigated by the CBI. In fact, uh, Manish Sisodia's lawyers tried to uh, make a point. Mr. Uh, uh, Dan Krishnan, who represented Manish Sisodia, uh, also questioned the uh, inability of the CBI, uh, 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 the grounds for remand. They, they said that there are no grounds for arrest, no grounds for remand. Their case, uh, and I'm quoting him here, is that I did not confess. They expect me to answer the way they want. They cannot be self, there cannot be self-incrimination. That is what the legal protection you get under the All right. law. All right, we have now joining us uh, on left, right and center, Man Manjinder Singh Sirsa, spokesperson, former MLA of uh, the BJP, Abhinandita Mathur, spokesperson of the Ahmadmi Party, Aman Lekhi, senior advocate of the Supreme Court, uh, former additional solicitor general, and Sujata Paul, spokesperson of uh, the uh, Congress. Perhaps we should start uh, uh, with the Congress simply because we've now just gotten a reaction. We've seen a new fresh tweet from uh, uh, Jeram Ramesh of the Congress and uh, I think also uh, Mr. Kharge who has tweeted saying that the Congress is coming out in support of uh, Manish Sodia. Well, they actually haven't gone as far as to say that because they haven't taken his name, but they have said that they agree and uh, repeatedly they have said so in the past that the BJP continues to use well, central well, agencies to crack down on opposition leaders. It has taken a good 12 hours, ma'am, for the Congress to come up with this statement. And I ask this because it comes at, at 24 hours after the Congress again made a pitch for opposition unity to take on the BJP. Uh, look, you know, as far as the liquor scam is concerned, it is uh, the Congress party which had broken it. So uh, talking about in uh, talking about yeah, it uh, in this manner uh, would not really serve the purpose. But of course, we know that the Bharatiya Janata Party has always uh, come 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 heavily come up, uh, come up heavily on the opposition because they want to suppress voices, and that is the way they work. So the fact is that uh, if there has been a corruption, then that needs to be investigated. If you talk about the Amadmi Party, they are they accused uh, the you know Sheila Dixit government of corruption but were they able to prove anything no but when you talk about what is happening today in the country it is surprising to uh, see the manner in which the government goes after everybody so it is selective targeting to uh, destroy the opposition completely okay. and it wants uh, just one party in this
this nation, which is not going to happen no matter how much they try. Abhinanta Mathur, you've worked closely uh, with Manish Sisodhya uh, in several capacities uh, as well. How big a blow is Manish Sisodhya getting arrested? He was handling 18 of the 33 portfolios uh, in the government of Delhi. While you make a political pitch about him being targeted, but Mr. Sisodhya, after Mr. Satyendra Jain, now the two pillars of the Delhi model have been demolished by the, by the agencies. Yes, I don't think I can deny at all that this is a big blow for us. In fact, it is a big blow for Delhi and its citizens. Mr. Sisodia is a very precious leader. Uh, you know, he's a very, very special human being. He's a very kind person and he's also a very able minister. So certainly this loss is going to be felt by us. But having said that, we also believe in him. We think that he's a strong person and he will come out clean. Uh, Ma'am, though, Ms. Mathur, I just want to ask you, the charges made by the CBI in court today, really about that draft policy, uh, mm -hmm. the change in the percentage, profit percentage from 2 or 5 to 12, uh, there's really been no explanation, though, from the Amadmi party about... Uh, responding to the CBI's charges that there's no uh, record of any conversation, any debate, any discussion as to how it went from two to five. What Can you add two something on that? Yes. And shed no, some allow light me on to, that? Yeah, allow me to share our submissions to begin with. Look, we actually... Uh, we actually uh, think that there, these are not, uh, you know, tenable enough grounds for arrest of Mr. Sisodia. Particularly if you look at, mostly we've speak, spoken about this 5% to 12% hike. Now, in this, in this case, it is the LG who approves the policy and then becomes the complainant. The note that was sent to the Honorable LG actually had this you know, uh, this mark up from 5% to 12%. So certainly the LG was a part of that policy. You know, the policy was also put in the public domain as it uh, as, as it should Fair be. Fair enough, ma'am. That's so what we are lawyers so, so I think that the, the, a fundamental but it doesn't answer the question. Is, a fundamental thing here is, that, that is what I'm saying, the fundamental thing here is that the basic grounds that have been, you know, that have been used to arrest Mr. Sisodia, according to us, are not tenable in law. Because, but, like, I'm, I'm repeating this, because yes. the 5% to 12% was not done by only the elected... That, that, that wasn't the but, question in the first place, ma'am. The question was about, was there any discussion, as there is normally about policy in governance? Because the CBI so, claims there's no record of this. No. Well, I mean, if imagine if a file has gone to the Honorable LG, and you know the dynamic between the Delhi LG and the elected government, there's obviously some either back and forth or discussion, he wouldn't do something right. he wouldn't agree you know, with. Okay. I mean, I think Let that... Let me get in Mr. Sirsa on this. But the fact remains, ma'am, uh, that A, those grounds, the similar grounds have been raised today in the court, which have not been accepted by the court. And that is why Mr. Sisodia has been given the five-day uh, custodial interrogation to the CBI. And the fact also remains, even if you make an argument that it was sent to LG and LG approved it, that doesn't absolve a minister from doing whatever he's doing. I mean, you can make a charge that LG should also be made party as far as this case investigation is concerned. Which is what but they're that saying. Does Why not... aren't questions asked the, against the LG? Let's ask Mr. But Mr. Sirsa, Sirsa to come in on that. Yes, that's the question, Mr. Sirsa, that the Aam Party is asking. 
if the LG approved it and the LG is an appointee by the central government, well, why aren't questions being asked of the former LG? And the irony here, Mr. Sirsa, is the fact that this entire mm. investigation was ordered by the LG, who uh, the Ahmadmi Party is saying is party to these decisions ma being made on this policy. In fact, not party. He has to sign off on it. So how can he be the complainant uh, launching an investigation? So there, it's a very interesting uh, part of the debate. First of all, I must remind Ms. Mathur here that what is the main objection to this policy is that while this uh, uh, policy was drafted, there was no such clause that from 2% and from 5%, it will be state way raised to 12%. Now, the important part of this is who will get this 12% commission? Are those people are in a bidding mode? Will they come for auction? Appointed no. by the center. Did the no, sir, LG clear off me, this Ms. policy Mathur, or not? And me. why didn't he? Please, Mathur, miss, let me complete it. And have you been talking from last 10, 20, 12 minutes? Nobody no, I'm not interrupting you. Please. I'm not the one. No, who's I am, Sarah Jacob. Oh, sir. okay, I'm, I'm, so I'm asking you to stick to the... We're out of time, so I need you to actually just stick to the question. The question so is, no, was is, the LG no, the, aware or not? You are asking these questions of the Ahmadmi party. Should these questions not be asked to the LG who was appointed by the center? No, that is the clear preview of the elected government to take a decision. If it is so, then why they were blaming that Sheila Dixit is the culprit, then it means that Lieutenant Governor has done wrong thing. Nothing was done by Sheila Dixit. And why they are arresting, the vigilance of Punjab is arresting a former minister there because... Because, the, been because, the because sir, the Lieutenant Governor in that but case was sir, not but the complainant. Here, here, that's a very interesting in argument. You are saying that this is the purview of the elected government. Then sending yes, teachers to Finland is also the purview of the elected government. Then why is the lieutenant governor coming in and stopping no, but that order? Governor so the LG would choose. No, Lieutenant Governor can ask for a clarification, but Lieutenant Governor cannot stop your decision. And same is here, these asking he for a clarification. All the time. There are multiple decisions which have been overturned by the elected governor. Yes, if you want, I can list them. That, yes, that he can ask for a clarification. But it is not that it is a preview of the elected government. What so the lieutenant governor are, decided not to take any clarification on this policy. Reason being because the point from 2% to 5% was not part of a draft policy. If you have okay. heard about what CBI told in the court, it was later amended. And how it was amended? It was amended with a power which, which the chief minister says that I have constituted a three-party, three-member committee, high-powered ministerial committee, GOM, yes. and they will take a decision. So it was without the consent of anybody. It was a mere decision of three ministers, which is Tinder Jain, Mr. Gelot, okay. Arvind K. Manish Sodia. Okay. So for what was the reason for Abhinandra the increase Mathur, the fact remains that The fact remains that all these arguments now will be presented in front of the court. Neither you can give him a clean shit, nor the BJP can call him a convict till the time the court decides so. That's but the true, fact remains, ma'am, the fact remains that every time the question is asked of the Ahmadni Party on the liquor policy, the Ahmadni Party starts talking about Mani Sisodia, the great education reformer. Ma'am, this is just political optics, isn't it? He's not being questioned for his education policy. He's being questioned as the excise minister of Delhi. Okay. One, I did not actually mention the education policy in this conversation. Other thing is that we must not lose sight of the fact that there is a larger political context in which all this is emerging, right? What we are seeing is, and why we call this selective vendetta, is because there are many allegations, and mind you, these are just allegations at the moment. There are many allegations on many politicians or many people, uh, you know, many uh, officers and so on, or people, 
none of those allegations are pursued in the way that this particular case is being per- uh, pursued and again i would like to repeat it's so ironic that the person who signed off and who boasts of being the ad- main administrator of delhi becomes the complainant this is a very unique situation i am not denying that the investigation should happen and we will fully cooperate hmm. the only thing that we are trying to highlight here is that bjp is conveniently attacking the aam aadmi party over one thing or another their narrative doesn't stick now okay. they're using ed and so on and this is for everyone to see i don't think that you know anybody would lose sight of the fact that right. there is a there is a very uh, you know tense political atmosphere in the country today All right thank you so much uh, to all our guests I said I'm completely out of time I'm sorry I will have to wrap this up uh, because we'll uh... continue the discussion uh, in the next hour so but for now we just need to take a break we'll come back to you for more on this